Hey everybody, welcome. Steve Wollenhaus and I'm your host here at Anatomy of Success. To be a successful entrepreneur, avoid eight things that can help us win. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm Steve Wollenhaus. Again, this is Anatomy of Success, the podcast where we talk about my four tenets of equanimity, better health, healthy relationships, healthy, intimate relationships, and more satisfying work. And ironically, today's topic falls into that latter category. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, swing over to weatherology.com, get the free Weatherology mobile app, Find me under About Us at the top of that page. Links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And you can now find me on YouTube. We're growing there and doing some things on TikTok as well. You know, there's over 32 million small businesses in the United States, and that number keeps growing rapidly by the day. Incidentally, that number represents 99.9% of all U.S. companies. As of 2020, startup failure rates are at about 90%. 22% of all startups fail in the first year, 30% in the second year, 50% in the fifth year, and 70 plus percent by year seven. By 10 years, 90% of those startups fail. 69% of U.S. entrepreneurs start a home-based business. The COVID-19 pandemic inspired a new wave of entrepreneurs as people started to appreciate the delicate balance between building and sustaining a business, especially when times get really tough. You're kind of forced into this thing you've always wanted to do. At the same time, you appreciate, I'm not commuting every day. I'm not spending nine hours on Starbucks. I'm not sitting in an office with a bunch of uninspiring people that distract me. There's a myriad of things I've heard that people use as explanations for their ambitions for being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur, it's one of the most satisfying experiences of my life. For over 36 years, I've run a company that has been the best in the world at what we do, and we've been profitable since our inception. On top of that, I did it the hard way. I financed this company myself. Now, according to research, 26% of all new entrepreneurs said they wanted to be their own boss. 30% said they were pursuing their passion. About 19% said it was an opportunity that was presented to them, kind of popped up out of nowhere. And 10% said they hated their job and it was time to do something different. 5% said they were laid off and they made that leap of faith at that point. And about 5% just ready to retire, try something else, motivated by a different direction in life, maybe divorce, death. There's a lot of things that factored into that particular statistic. All great reasons, but let me tell you something, not enough to become a successful entrepreneur. Don't worry about being successful. We got to work hard, be smart, be intelligent, be significant, and success usually starts to fall into place for us. So predicated on some of the things we've just discussed, here are eight reasons I believe most entrepreneurs fail in their efforts to become successful. Number one, poor focus. The truth hurts, but I have an obligation, folks, to share the truth with you. Most people lack focus, and their ability to endure long-term suffering is inadequate, insufficient. In addition, research shows entrepreneurs that are driven by impact, on fire with passion, have a tremendous dedication to do their very best, have a great work ethic. Focus is non-negotiable, and those types of people I just alluded to possess that focus, and they 
tend to do much better in their entrepreneurial endeavors. Poor motivation and commitment. Most entrepreneurs lack the appropriate motivation. Most want to make a lot of money, live a glamorous lifestyle. Now, if that's our motivation, the fumes fade fast. I can promise you that. And we fizzle well before the finish line. We have to find the right motivation and we have to understand the concept of commitment to improve our prospects for achieving success. So we have to redefine motivation and redefine what commitment looks like to us. Poor listening is next. Poor listening skills not only impacts our professional relationships, but they prevent us from hearing the truth and making important adjustments on our path toward becoming a profitable entrepreneur. Adaptation and agility are imperative today. At the same time, dialing in a direction and not constantly meandering is equally as important. Yeah, we have to be flexible, but we got to be pretty focused with a pretty clear vision with the ability to adapt and be flexible along the way. But the idea, the concept needs to be fairly solid to begin with. We have to listen, learn and adjust, though, on our journey, because sometimes the signs are glaringly obvious and people just refuse to accept the facts because they're so dedicated to a particular idea that they refuse to deviate from. Next is poor advice, and I see this a lot. Most aspiring entrepreneurs get bad advice from the wrong people. My advice, don't take any advice from someone that hasn't actually built a successful business and kept it running for decades. Those are the people that have pushed through the pain most people succumb to. It's like taking a relationship and moving in the direction of wanting to have a loving connection with somebody and taking advice from a person that's been divorced five times and has a bitter attitude about intimate relationships. I would suggest their advice probably isn't consistent with the type of relationship that you're looking for. We all have that friend or relative or family member that has the best advice on every situation. The problem is oftentimes these people don't have the experience to support the advice that they're offering. So my suggestion, be very, very particular about who you seek advice from and get advice, especially when it pertains to becoming an entrepreneur, from somebody that is actually built a business, succeeded in business, actually built successful teams that stuck together for a long time and created products or services that became successful, built a profitable business that has a reputation for doing remarkable things. That's the kind of person that you want to get advice from. Next is poor mentors. I see lots of people related to this last point that align themselves with people that aren't equipped to provide them with the advice they need along their journey. And it's okay to have one or more. I was lucky. My dad was my mentor. No one better. Incredibly smart, wise, brilliant, emotionally astute. He ran radio stations very successfully for many years. An expert salesperson. I was blessed. We have to find the right people to guide us on our path. And we have to make sure the relationship relationship is reciprocal. A lot of people get into these mentor relationships believing, gimme, 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 gimme. Now that's the wrong approach and the wrong attitude, folks. Let me give you an example. 
My first job in TV was an intern, which I did for free for two years, 40 hours a week. I've shared that story before. My mentor was somebody that took an interest in fitness. I helped him buy some equipment, went out to his house, and served as his personal trainer for a year and a half at no cost. These relationships need to be reciprocal, and we need to be smart enough to recognize something this other person may benefit from us from and be gracious in our efforts to share that little tip that I think you can benefit from. Poor skills is next. There's a real chasm, and I see it often, that people seem to wrestle with. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to digest, and it's hard to talk about. We have to be realistic about our entrepreneurial skill set. Most people suffer from confidence bias, folks. I see it all the time. And research clearly shows most college graduates with entrepreneurial ambitions overestimate their ability. You see the same thing with aspiring musicians. We tend to think we are much more talented than we are. That's the fact. To be a great entrepreneur, we need to be financially astute, operationally gifted, excellent at sales, understand marketing inside and out, have a big vision, exceptional expertise, be remarkable with people, be great at discovering talent, cultivating, nurturing talent. The list goes on and on. That's just the beginning. And far too many people get an idea. They watch too many episodes of Shark Tank and they think they can rush off and change the world. I'm not trying to be cynical. I see musicians on social media that I think, wow, this person has tremendous talent, but do they have the business acumen? And then I see some people that don't really have much talent at all. And I think to myself, boy, you'd be better off keeping music as a hobby and pursuing something that might actually earn you a living. Harsh, but we got to have people in our life that point out the obvious. We can't have people that just flatter us with disingenuous platitudes, folks. Poor skills is one thing that destroys most entrepreneurial dreams. Poor leadership is next. In the beginning, that was tough for me. It's tough to be a great leader. It's something you have to learn and practice. We are in survival mode and patience often suffers in those infancy stages of building a business. However, long-term success, it's non-negotiable. You have to become a great leader. That requires ongoing commitment to self-awareness and emotional intelligence. It also helps us understand what motivates people and keep them motivated. Developing great leadership skills is a priority that is something that we have to focus on because at some point in our efforts to build our business, it's going to become absolutely imperative. And we know based on the research that most people leave their jobs because they're dissatisfied with their boss. And finally, poor fiscal responsibility and planning. Poor financial planning and unrealistic appreciation for these business plans that people create and dedicate themselves to contingent upon sales estimates cause folks a lot of problems. They get married to these plans and refuse to deviate. And we have to. And without sales and a great sales strategy, our plans are predicated on dreams and ambitions that seldom materialize. You know, a lot of folks gravitate in the direction of building a business based on other people's resources. 
And I understand it's super attractive to say, I've got this big dream, boy, it's risky. That's a lot of money I could lose. Let's use yours instead. The problem is doing it the way I did it is 10 times harder than doing it that way. And if the statistics reveal 90% of all businesses fail in 10 years, doing it this way is almost non-existent. But I'm telling you the long-term benefits of doing it the really hard way pay off in a big way. It's that long-term approach, but we have to learn to be fiscally responsible and very wise, especially with our resources. A ship in the harbor, now that's safe, but that's not what ships are built for. So we're trying to build a ship here that can set sail, head into the sunset, and then see beautiful places with the beautiful people on that ship that you take along. Hope you benefit. Hope you're aspiring to do great things in an entrepreneurial capacity. I know you can do it, but you gotta be realistic. And I hope these eight things, these eight mistakes people make can help you prevent some of those problems people encounter on their journey. I'm Steve Wollenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. Come back again next week. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. <laughs>